When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. episode of horror movie night i have just gotten back from a trip all around the world to all of the exotic spots kyle our guest this week is a flopsy trying to sue me and additionally scott's gonna save us with his dog Petey. so welcome as we discuss 1996 yes this came out in 1996 bad moon I don't know about you guys, but the fact that this came out in 1996 was the most shocking thing in the world to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had a it had a different sort of air to it that wasn't that didn't scream 1996. Yeah, until the CGI at the very end. Ugh. <laughs> that was it a little felt cool. so. I don't know why. I always thought that this was like mid to late 80s for me. Yeah. Like everything about it. But then they even say something about like yeah, back in 1995, and I'm like, oh. Shit. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> um, so this movie kicks off in With the best <laughs> yeah, best possible way. Two minutes in, we get some kinky Amazon sex and a brutal werewolf attack. Yeah, I, I was like, so I, I'm like, yeah, this is, the, here's, a, here's the first quote that I have. This has been such a wonderful adventure. You've made it wonderful. Smooch. And then I'm like, wow, jungle sex. Holy fucking shit. Boobs, werewolf suit, inviscerations, werewolf decapitation by shotgun. Yeah. It is like hard and fast. Dude, yeah. this this movie has like a reputation of being a bad film. And I genuinely don't get it. Because I think this is one of the most fun werewolf movies I've ever seen. See, but that's where that's where this comes into play. There are only so many fun werewolf movies. So, like, if you measure them against other movies, it's not... I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's, like, way better than what people say. But there are so many bad werewolf movies that it this makes it, like, exponentially even better on the great <laughs> scale. Because you're like, oh, at least there's a good goddamn werewolf movie. Yeah, because we watched a werewolf movie last month in The Howling Six. And I can fucking tell you Ooh. this is a lot better than The Howling oh, Six. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and, and here's the thing is that I 
I, I love werewolves. I and the thing about werewolf movies is, I and this is just a, a pet theory of mine mm-hmm. that. Like, werewolf movies kind of suck, but werewolves in movies are fucking sweet. Like, werewolves have a, it's re- I have a really hard time getting into an entire werewolf movie, but if a werewolf is in a horror movie. Waxwork, like, for example. Waxwork. <laughs> yeah, oh, Waxwork and, and, and Trick or Treat. Or Trick or Treat. Or Monster Squad. <laughs> or Monster Squad. Look, three of, three of probably my top 20 favorite films right there. Um, have really sweet werewolves in them, but I'd be really hard pressed to find a straight werewolf movie that I'd be like, "Yes, I am bored today. I will watch a werewolf movie because Ag- it's more agreed. like." I feel like the best part about werewolf movies are the transformations and the kills. I don't give a shit about people's inner struggle with being a werewolf. <laughs> no, at all. Oh. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So the thing that I feel like with this movie is that I feel like the transformation itself is fairly weak, but the wolf itself looks so fucking good. Oh, yeah. Like that wolf looks better than it has any right looking at all. Right. (laughs) But the thing about this movie is that it's kind of an inversion of so many werewolf movie tropes, which is why I think it rules. Like, this is my first watch of this film because I always put it off because, like I said, I don't really love werewolf movies, but I love werewolves. And this movie does everything in reverse. You don't see the transformation until the last 10 minutes. Most werewolf movies, you get your actual legit transformation in the first 10 minutes. And Mm. this movie... The, Shows you the, the wolf right away where they like build towards it usually. Yeah. And the third thing is, is that creepy uncle uh, Tom, Ted. Ted kind of is like not the anti-hero most werewolves are. He's the fucking bad guy. Well, he like you know? starts, like, it's weird because he has like this storyline where he starts off like trying to, to fight against it and then it's just like, you know what, fuck it, I like it. Like he just like gets a bloodlust mid-movie. He doesn't even like it. He's just like, he doesn't care. It's such a weird... That's, if, he I didn't, really, if he didn't get bitten by the werewolf in the Amazon, he would have never called that woman ever again. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like he, that's how much of a piece of shit he is. <laughs> Uh, well, here's the thing about that woman. I don't even know who she is, but I would call her a second time because wow. <laughs> yeah, she she looks pretty okay. Um, were, <laughs> pretty okay, but uh, <laughs> she looks very fine. Uh, so we start off in the Amazon. We meet we meet Ted, and then it jumps into a scene that until about the last twenty minutes of the movie just seems like an excuse for exposition and foreshadowing. Which is that uh, this guy shows up at at a woman's house and he's attacked by their dog, Thor, who is the star of the movie. Uh, well, it's also yeah. because this was based in a book called Thor. Really? The comic yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that, too. I saw that, too. Like, right at the beginning, I saw it in the credits and I was like, and as soon as the kid called the dog Thor, I was like, so do I know the whole movie now? Like, is there, like, a movie? Like, it, doesn't change, it doesn't change your enjoyment of the film, though, because no, no, like, this is the... This is the feel-good horror movie of the year <laughs> where I know that the dog isn't going to die. <laughs> right, right. So we meet Thor. We meet his owners, Janet, who's a lawyer, and her son, Brett. So uh, actually, you know what? I skipped over one thing because Scott had mentioned it and I forgot to mention it again. This wolf's head 
fucking explodes from this shotgun. <laughs> like, like, it is... Yeah, we also get, like, it, serious head trauma in the first to, three minutes. It's, well, oh, and yeah. then I, I'm only mentioning that because the next kill also has some crazy head trauma. It's like this dude in the woods, and he's measuring the trees, and the jaws clamp on his helmet, and the full helmet and head just collapse under the pressure of the jaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a note about that, but I, I think that we're actually missing one thing here because you don't see that guy get killed that early on, I think. the next It's, it's the, after the, the 20 he's, minutes he's of exposition that, he gets killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that guy, um, he, he gets killed, like the werewolf, eats his his like hard hat and i made some shitty joke i can't even find it now i was like not much of a hard hat har, har, har. like it's such a joke terrible joke that I, I i think it actually got deleted you're like cut that don't talk about it on the show cut to you talking yeah, about the joke for five minutes on the show yeah. the, the first scene you see thor the little kid brett. um is his name jesse brett, brett. wow uh, so brett is playing um <laughs> my dog's favorite game which is called no take only throw <laughs> where they don't actually want to give you the ball but they still expect you to play with them somehow <laughs> uh, I, I i man i love dogs I, and i yeah, love man, you this fucking movie. figure it out <laughs> yeah uh, uh, they're like so it's it's in the 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 like 20 minutes of exposition that we get just standing in the driveway that Janet's brother is Ted from the opening scene, and he's inviting her to her place in the woods. And this is when we see the dude with the head fucking crush. Uh, and her son, Brett, finds a book about werewolves while he's just, like, snooping around the house. Classic kid finding book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can we... Well, Kyle, can you find me a copy of Lore of the Werewolf with all those sweet-ass Look, Kyle can because... find you damn near anything, because I just opened my mail, and I have a copy of the uh, Kroll novelization now, so... Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I can definitely, I can definitely track some weird, weird werewolf shit. I can't find one with, with... I can't find one that cool, but... Yeah, well... I can find what the good re- are you I can for? Paper, I can find the uh, the paperback airport edition of that. <laughs> if that's, if that's can you helpful. Just imagine to you? like sitting in, in in like baggage claim, and and some dudes like just got his leg, his legs crossed, sitting on the conveyor belt, waiting for his bag, reading fucking Laura the Werewolf, like paperback edition. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, and you just start checking to make sure that it's not midnight and a full moon. And you're like, uh, it doesn't even have to be a full yeah. moon. That's what this. Oh one. yeah, I guess if you're in bad mood, yeah. it doesn't have so, to be. <laughs> yeah, which I think is kind of stupid because, like, so he turns into a werewolf every night and terrorizes no people. Wearing, no wonder it's wearing thin on his goddamn <laughs> conscience. <laughs> no yeah, but but barely. Like, okay, so yeah. he's been back for two months from the Amazon. That's what oh, he says. Two months when, is a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's turned into a werewolf sixty yeah. times, <laughs> which means he's getting no Killed sleep. Myself. Like, like he's there's never a moment of actual rest. Oh, yeah. yeah. He looks like it, too. He so, definitely looks yeah, like yeah, it. So Thor like sure. turns out to be the best detective in the movie because he finds <laughs> he finds head collapse guy, like, right away. But, like, a real dick, Thor doesn't tell anybody. Um, so, <laughs> so much later, uh, the police discover the murdered man, which leads Ted to decide, oh, man, I got to I gotta lay low. So he goes to his sister's house for a little bit. And it's a real step-by-step situation where he's just got the RV parked in the driveway. <laughs> but 
This is when Thor does a little bit more snooping and finds a werewolf handcuffed to a tree. And for about the third time, I have written down, Jesus Christ, this wolf looks great. Um, so, like, this thing looks so fucking good. Yeah, also... <laughs> And it really it's did. huge. Like, that has to be a seven and a half foot tall werewolf. Like, the guy in the werewolf suit is on stilts, and he's got, like, probably 30 or 40 pounds of of costume, of just his head and neck alone, because that yeah. thing's traps are massive. That thing's traps are, a, uh, like, each one is like my thigh. It's insane. <laughs> but um, we're missing the best part about this. Um, about this movie that we haven't discussed yet, when Thor goes up to Ted's RV and takes a piss on oh, the yeah. tire, like it really, <laughs> really, really rubs Ted the wrong way, and it gave me this crazy flashback that I've barely ever thought about. But one time when I was in maybe junior high or like late elementary school, um, our one of our dogs. We had outside dogs because I lived on a farm and I didn't know any better and apparently neither did my parents. And it was the 80s, but early 90s, whatever. I, I think back sadly on the fact that they lived outside, but, you know, like they had they had houses outside and all that business. But in any case, one of them um, was walking around and I was right next to him and he took a piss on my dad's tire. And my dad was so mad that he like tied the he like made me tie the dog up and in, in his house and then he made me get like water and soap and a sponge and wash the piss off of his tire in the middle of winter no. I'm like, oh it's no. a dog who gives a fuck about some piss on your tire well your that dad story was a didn't werewolf. go as dark i was Holy i was shit. terrified where that story was going to go for a split second i thought it was going to go in a real dark old oh, yeller like level when he was like he made me tie up the dog no. and then he made me go inside and i'm like oh no he's about to say get the gun this <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> <laughs> would be a much different podcast um, if that had happened but it's like you didn't piss on the tire <laughs> i know why are you why am i the one who's in trouble yeah. I didn't stop him. He's a dog. I, didn't, I mean, seriously, to stop anybody like, midstream gonna... is pretty fucked up. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, only an asshole would be like, "Hey, stop that!" And you, like, do it. I mean, if there was a gun to my head, I suppose I would stop midstream. But yeah. Matt knows from experience, I have a very strong stream. Isn't that right, Matt? Wow, I'm very aroused. <laughs> so Ted Ted walks in on Brett watching Werewolf in London, which my first thought was like, oh, sweet, where did you get a copy of that? Because I've been looking for Werewolf in London for years. And then just straight schools him on some werewolf knowledge. like, But, but like, yeah. werewolf knowledge that only exists in the lo logic of this particular movie, where, like, you might as well just be like, oh, by the way, I'm a werewolf. Because there's no other reason to be saying, like, well, they got it wrong, you see. This is the real thing that happens with werewolves. Yeah, nowhere in that book, nowhere in any <laughs> other movie. <laughs> like, he's just making shit it's up. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't really like the the mythology of this werewolf at all, but it doesn't change the fact that this is, like, a pretty great werewolf movie in general, you know? Yeah, I agree. He has a great line in this scene, though, where the kid's like... Well, the only way to kill a werewolf is with a silver bullet. And he goes, I don't know. A shotgun does the job, too. Shotgun to the face. Yeah, shotgun to the face seems yeah. to do the work. So the following night is when Ted transforms and Janet starts looking in his trailer. And that's where she finds just all of the evidence for this. Like, he's, again, if Thor's a good detective, 
uh, Ted is a really shoddy crook because he's just leaving everything everywhere. She was really, she was really, I meant to say before, she was really had a, he had a strange reaction to the handcuffs in the bag. She had a very strange reaction <laughs> yeah, for their like, relationship. I have, I have a sister and I would be real weirded out if she was like, hey, I don't know what kind of freaky shit you're into. <laughs> elbow, elbow. Yeah, right? I'd be like, uh, hard pass. Please don't talk to me for at least a few months. I'll see <laughs> yeah. you. No, I'm going back to the woods to, to like bleach my brain. <laughs> this is obviously a bad idea. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. So here's so here's where the movie gets a little bit convoluted, just a little bit, and it raises a lot of questions for me. All while this is happening, Ted's Ted's tied to the tree. Janet's looking through the trailer. This is where the guy in the beginning of the movie, the flopsy as she called him, trespasses on her property and is killed by Ted. And it frames Thor. And what I don't understand is like, the cops are just like, yep, nope, your dog totally killed this guy on your property. And it's kind of like, well, what the fuck was this guy doing on my property? Like, it seems like a pretty cut, like, self-defense type situation with this dog. But like, I don't know. I don't know what the laws are like. Yeah, also, it's 1996. Things were a little bit different back then. But there's... um. There's a, a term that the Flopsy says at the beginning scene, or maybe the maybe the, the mom says it because she's talking about explaining to Brett what Flopsies do, and she says the term "have their pets destroyed," and it's always really irked the shit out of me. I hate that term, having your pets destroyed. That's getting your pets killed because pets are living creatures, not property. But pet laws are such that actually. They are legally considered property. Oh yeah, so they that, use something like destroyed to. Oh, jeez. But then this leads to now Ted becomes a real dick because he frames Thor and makes sure that Thor attacks him. And then like the last, the thing is, I never say this. This movie could have used an extra five minutes or so. Like this movie's so short that the last ten minutes just come at you rapid fire without yeah. like oh yeah a lot of time to process it. Um, because this movie's an hour and nineteen minutes, and that's including credits. Like this movie <laughs> is super short. But yeah, like so now Ted is like totally cool with being a killer werewolf, so he's kind of like fuck the handcuffs. Meanwhile, Brett's trying to break Thor out of the pound, and then like it just comes. It's just so much is happening at once. It's a lot to follow. But Thor saves the day, just like totally wrecks Ted. It's great. Yeah, that that's actually where my suspension of disbelief broke because as much as i love thor there's no fucking way that german shepherd could like 1v1 a seven foot tall werewolf <laughs> like I, I, and, and when when uh ted transforms back he's like finish it um and he's like really shredded uh, not like in the like ben solo kind of shredded but rather <laughs> like in the in the wow i just got mauled by a german shepherd kind of shredded but couple things about when Ted transforms back. So he has, is just like shredded up from from the fight with uh with Thor, but also like his sister shot him with a revolver. And I I actually have a really shitty joke here. Shot him six times or was it five? Uh that's it's a hell of a for you. Um, but cuz she like shoots him and then it clicks like a couple times cuz she's in the moment, you know, like oh, she was just going on instinct and um and and that doesn't kill the werewolf thor pushing him out the window kills or like you know basically incapacitates him enough that he runs off 
to uh, the forest, transform. And then he doesn't just immediately die from his massive dogfight wounds and six bullet holes from like a 45. And so then he like, you know, he's such an asshole because he's like, he could just kill himself, but he's he tells the dog to kill him. He's like, oh, I'm a murderous werewolf, but you should probably kill me. Yeah, is that like some sort of weird like dog werewolf honor that he like? Because he did say in the beginning of the movie that we're two like they were two of a kind or whatever. And yeah, then he, I don't like. It feels like, like they had some yeah. sort of. It's not. It's I'm making an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's certainly not what happened, but I feel like they he, law like, the jungle, law, law the forest, man. Yeah, I feel like they wanted to have some like. Oh, you you bested me this time, Thor. But in another life, like I don't yeah, know. I don't like, know what's going Thor on. Thor is gonna have like werewolf PTSD. Poor dog. He's gonna be like thinking back to the time he had to kill his his master's brother. When yeah. he could just. It's like the. Uh, I think it was in Community, the show Community, where it was uh, Chevy Chase's character. Like his dad's, his dad's will basically stated that whoever killed him got his fortune. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess Thor now owns that shitty RV. Good job, buddy. Uh, Good job, Thor. Well, he peed on it, so he already claimed ownership early on. Yeah, (laughs) you're missing the part. Two parts that I want to touch. Three things. I'm sorry. So the I think it's the cop who finally shows up when the Flopsy's found dead and uh, he's like telling the mom, you know, if it was your dog, once a dog becomes a biter, he gets a taste for human blood. And I'm like, give me a fucking break. That's not true at all. 96 was a much different time. But uh, there's that, which just really annoys the shit out of me. And then they take Thor away and that bra- broke my heart because I was like, Fight for your dog. Come on now. He's a good he's a good boy. But then when boy. Yeah, he like when when Brett goes to um when he goes to get him out of the pound, he the kid yells, Oh shit. And so we have a kid swearing in this movie, which really just puts it over the top to absolute five stars for me. But then <laughs> It takes it back down to four and a half stars because the because the kid is obviously a selfish prick, just like his uncle, because he only springs Thor loose from the pound and leaves the rest of those dogs to get euthanized. So fuck you, Brett. Yeah, what a piece of shit. You're right. You're right. You he, know what? He could have he could have really been doing a lot of stuff here. Yeah, you know, fuck this movie. Um, then, <laughs> so, the, so the movie does uh, end with a thing that was going through my head uh, the first time I watched it as well, which is like. So is Thor like a, a were dog? Like what's because he got bitten. Because he got bitten. But they spent so much money on that second prosthesis for literally a split second shot that isn't even a good payoff. No, no, no. It's a, no. It didn't. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't as good of a payoff. It wasn't like the dogs from the thing, which I thought it was going to sort of look like. Like ooh, in that brief glimpse, I was like, "Oh shit, here we go!" And then she woke <laughs> up, and I was like, "Oh, I, all right." Yeah, yeah. Carrie, it ain't. It's basically yeah. No, I, how pissed off do you think the guy was or the team was that made that that animatronic articulating dog monster and you see it for basically a blink of an eye? Oh, like if you God. watch this movie in the theater and you blinked at the wrong moment, you miss the entire prosthetic. Especially because of how good they showed every bit of the werewolf. So it's yeah. like they showed every piece of it without fail except for the weird CGI transformation. But that's just – I mean honestly, I almost excuse that at this point because I'm like 
look, if you're going to fuck everything up, it's okay that it's the last like five minutes and I already saw so much of the werewolf. But like then that dog, I just wanted so much more for, I just wanted more for Thor. The <laughs> yeah, like, he, okay, so I hope that he gets to sleep in the bed, like a, a the big human bed every night for the rest of his dog life because the mom won't let him in. In, in the beginning, and I'm like, let the dog in the bed. But then the dog goes and like lays on a carpet in front of a roaring fire that no downstairs where no one is. Like no that, one's paying attention. She like mom's like, definitely gonna fall asleep. Yeah, she's she falls asleep with her work multiple times in this movie, and she's just leaving like a roaring fire going unattended. Do they want to die via werewolf or house being burnt down? She's right. gonna die. They only have a couple options. <laughs> Great movie, terrible, terrible transformation in the last 10 minutes, but it's definitely forgivable because in 1996, unless you had James Cameron money, CGI was not happening at the level that you want. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, like I, I know we're talking shit about it, but it, it's there was parts of it that like blended all right. There was one like facial moment that like there was the no of sort of rotoscoping or anything yeah. like that, and it just kind of really faded into that like half werewolf, half man portion. And I was like, oh, this could be all right. And then when we stepped back, it was like lawnmower man. And I was like, all right. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad. Uh, that was just, that was that was hyperbole for sure. But it wasn't great either. I remember what I was going to say was about the, uh, the the dog dog werewolf combo. Like, Scott, remember when we interviewed that girl who worked on the walrus for, for Tusk? Oh yeah, last year yeah, Monster like, Mania. Imagine if you had been working on this particular like prothesis, uh, like this particular piece for for God knows how long, and like you're taking your family there and you're like super excited, and then like they dropped, <laughs> they drop like a quarter for a sec. <laughs> it's like no, <laughs> like, it's all over. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, we just want to take a quick break in the middle of the episode to remind you that Scott and I... Yeah, I'm here. ...are going to be at Monstermania this year. Uh, once again, it's going to be on March 9th through the 11th. If you're in the area, please come by, swing by, say hi. We're going to be having some pizza party with anybody who listens to the show on Friday night. It should be fun. And then Saturday, it's the big moment. It's the big event, perhaps. Uh, we'll be doing two live episodes. Scott, what movies are we going to be talking about? Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. 
Oh man, it's going to be a threevening with horror movie night, oh, yeah. and we're going to be having it at a place called the Big Event. There's bowling, there's video games, there's pool. I think I heard that there's laser tag, but when I did the tour, I didn't see it, so I don't know. The website might be lying. <laughs> Regardless, come check it out. It's going to be a free event. Get drunk, get bowling, watch us do our live show. There'll be some guest appearances from some fan favorites. Now back to the episode. All right, so what did you guys watch this week? You go first. Anybody okay. I'll, I'll go uh, with the two movies that I saw that are currently in theaters. Um, by the time that this episode drops, they'll be currently coming out on DVD. But uh, <laughs> I went and saw two movies this weekend. I saw one movie that was really, really fucking good and one movie that was horrible. Uh, so I saw I, Tanya, which was really, really good. And I strongly recommend it to everybody. Um, and then I saw The Commuter. With Liam Neeson, which is about as good as a movie in which Liam Neeson beats somebody with a guitar could possibly be. Um, while uh, who wants to walk with Liam? <laughs> uh, that's, sorry, that's a, that's that, a, that's a that's reference a that I will get and maybe three people in the Facebook page. <laughs> three other people, cool. Yeah, sorry. That came out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, it's... It's bad. Liam Neeson, I have no clue how he is an action star and has been a very profitable action star for the last couple of years. But like 65 and doing these action movies, not looking good for him. Uh, that Hey, but that, that ties perfectly back into the book that you just got in the mail because he, he was, was in Crawl. That was his that first action dude. movie, right? Crawl. You know what? I'm putting Crawl down on my, my ever-growing list of non-horror movies to, to put up for voting one day. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear yeah. him like tapping peak, away. Sneak on peek. Trouble. The ones that I'm trying to okay. choose between Stay Tuned, Streets of Fire, Cool World, or Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, I'm done for what I watched this week. I'll take I'll take the reins here. Um, so I believe it was last week I talked about Ash versus Evil Dead season yeah. one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I talked about finishing season one. Um, I burnt through season two, and um, I love that show. Uh, I was saying, oh, I don't know if um, if Army of Darkness is canon in the show. It is, because you see more stuff from Army of Darkness. And I believe that they even have the original Evil Dead as canon, but they never really explain it, which is fine, because I, who cares? It's It's just fun like the show is so fun but there's a part where his car the delta gets possessed by the necronomicon and oh my god like i've talked about previously i've previously talked about how much head trauma this tv show has but this episode where you the possessed car is the star like the, the main antagonist of the episode there is the most gnarly head trauma i think i've ever seen and it's on a tv show not even a movie and it is just hilarious and gross and i feel bad for laughing i feel desensitized but it's supposed to be over the top and silly but it's just they just did a great great job i love that show so much oh bless them I, i've only seen a couple episodes uh for it's whatever on reason netflix. I, it's, I know it's on netflix now i've seen it a couple i've seen it like pass through on my queue so it's on there uh i'm just so bad at watching tv i'm just i'm the worst <laughs> one of these days i'll get to it though um i i held at our house we held one of the best or worst double features of all time uh I'll let you choose we watched get out first uh we ha- we well let me preface this 
my wife and I had seen the movies. Uh, our roommate, my cousin, and my sister had not seen uh, either of these two movies. Um, so we watched Get Out because, you know, that's got some buzz and everybody's starting to want to see it again if they didn't catch it in oh, yeah. February of earlier of last year. So um, they all loved it. We loved it watching it a second time. Um, I mean, it's just it's fantastic. And I think watching it, especially with some non-horror fans, is really fun and it's really accessible. Um, and it's cool to see them react to it. Uh, we followed that up with uh, 2003's The Room. Uh, so that's him. It's not, it, we didn't follow it up with another good movie or something classic that like drew inspiration or anything like that. No, we followed it up with The Room, which they had never seen either. Uh, and my copy has been missing for a long time. So we finally ordered another copy. And again, I mean, you can only preface The Room, not again, excuse me. I, I've told them this a few times, but you can only preface The Room with so much before you just actually have to sit down and watch it. So we actually tried not to front load it too much. We just like, we came up with like a, like a two sentence, like, yeah, it's the worst movie ever made. Uh, point, point, point here. Just watch the movie. And we sat through the room after we watched such a good movie. And uh, it was a doozy, man. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it's, it's actually, it goes by pretty fast for, for watching it again. Like I, I would thought, watching a bad movie to that caliber again was going to go by pretty slow. I was like worried. I was going to be like, Oh, why am I putting myself through this again? Cause if you watch some of those like bad, like eighties or nineties or whatever shot on video ones, it's like, even though they were fun that first time, they really pale in comparison. The second, third, whatever time the room you could easily watch again. I would give it a little bit of space, but the room you could definitely sit and watch again because you pick up on like, just the craziest little shit and it's awful and they all hated it and we all left and it was a great night <laughs> all right well that was bad moon from 1996 as picked by me uh Woo! next <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry uh we're going to be discussing another movie next week hey kyle would you like to join us next week uh i could do that um, okay well yeah. you better start to work out because we're going to have to hit the gym a few times before <laughs> oh, i just got my membership <laughs> okay cool so we're going to be talking about something next week can't say what it was picked by scott and we're definitely going to have a good time but what we need you to do so that we continue to have a good time is hit us up on our social medias so that means visiting us on twitter at at hmn podcast visiting our facebook page horror movie night podcast uh i don't know emailing us hmn podcast at gmail.com let us know some stuff that you think about these episodes maybe we'll do a mailbag episode in the near future and also while you're at it how about donating some money to our patreon at patreon.com backslash hmn podcast or if you're really cool leave us some reviews on itunes because apparently that matters in some type of algorithm anyway thank you guys for listening we will be back next week listening to the Geekscape Network.